Elizabeth Jenkins had always supported her husband, Jason, who represented the Miami Dolphins as a fixture in the South Florida community. In August of 2022, Jason died suddenly, leaving behind Elizabeth and their three children, as well as an unparalleled dedication to connecting with and serving others. Turning pain into purpose, Elizabeth has stepped into Jason's role with the Dolphins Challenge Cancer Initiative, carrying forward her husband's legacy and forging one of her own. You know, sometimes tragedies really flip things on their head a little bit. And I think what happened to our family has, you know, it made me really refocus on what was really truly important, truly important to what you want to walk away from. And, you know, I tell my kids all the time, like, your dad is always here. He's left his mark everywhere. And he will always be watching us. And because of that, I was like, we need to continue what he's doing because he left it now in our care. You are listening to the Community Hall of Fame podcast, a show that celebrates the change makers who strive daily to make South Florida a stronger, safer, and more compassionate community. I'm Seth Levitt, the executive director of the Jason Taylor Foundation, and today I am joined by the board chair of the National Football League's largest fundraising event, who with the spirit and drive of a champion, is helping to make a transformational impact on life-saving cancer research. So Elizabeth, you are the board chair for the Dolphins Challenge Cancer 13. And I have to imagine after 13 years, most people in South Florida have at least heard about this initiative, but can you tell us exactly what the DCC is and then what is your role as board chair? So the DCC, the Dolphins Challenge Cancer, as you said, this is our 13th year. You know, it is an initiative that started with the Dolphins in a partnership with UM Sylvester Comprehensive Cancer Center to raise funds for cancer research and anything that's impacted by cancer. So not just research that, that's getting developed, but also survivor care and um, just a lot of initiatives that have to be done in this community. I mean, the amazing thing about this program is that 100% of the funds that we raise go back to the program. There is no overhead costs that we cover. Everything is covered. So a hundred, you know that 100% of the money that you raise goes right back to cancer research and making an impact. So um, my role as the chair this year, um, I'm honored that I was asked to be the chair. Uh, my husband was the chair last year and he had actually accepted to be the chair for the second year in a row, which they've never done before. And so when we were going through the process, I decided that, you know, I needed to take on a role and I really, to be honest, was just going to take on his ride. I knew that he committed to a hundred mile ride and I said, you know what, I could do a hundred miles. I'm happy to participate. And then Tom Garfinkel came to me and he said, what are your thoughts on being the chair this year? Which was uh, <laughs> uh, a little overwhelming, to be honest. Um, I wasn't sure what I needed to do, but um, I thought about it a little bit more. Um, my husband was very intentional. He was very purposeful in what he did. And I thought, you know, what better way to stay close to him and to participate in something that he really cared about and loved. So I was honored to take on the chair and the board has been wonderful. Um, and we're very, very excited to raise hopefully another record-breaking year. Last year we, uh, or last year he did. So I'm trying to beat his record because I'm a little competitive. <laughs> Elizabeth's extremely meaningful and unique connection to the DCC began with support of her husband's involvement in the event but she quickly became inspired by the impact the fundraiser has on the lives of others. I mean, there is a, a sense of community and community has always been a sort of a tenant in our, our family life. 
my husband was very busy being in the community and he also wanted to be a good dad and a good husband. So he sort of figured out how to meld us together. So we've been to every event. I think I've been to every DCC since the first. I haven't participated in all of them, but um, I have been there. I did ride before. And, you know, there is a sense of community that you get when you're here. You know, the dolphins are 100% obviously behind it, UM Sylvester, and you see the survivors, you see the people impacted. And I think as I've gone through my journey with the, the program, I've seen the breadth and scope of what they do, but how much cancer impacts everybody. Um, there's no person that's immune to this, sadly, you know, whether it be yourself or someone who's close to you or someone you know, somebody has been impacted by cancer in your life. Yeah. And it's amazing to watch the survivors. It's amazing to watch their families. Um, it's even, you know, as heartbreaking as it is, is to see people, unfortunately, who haven't survived and how they've taken their pain and turned it into a purpose and get to continue to still give back. And those are the stories in the community that really pulled at my heartstrings that I knew that I was like, I know this is the right place. And I know that's well. So with my husband felt as well. He loved the human impact of what he did. You know, he loved, um, he was known for his hugs. He was known for his high fives. He loved the physical impact that he had on other people. And to be around that and to still sort of feel that here is amazing to have. And I know that when we go out at the end of February or the races or the ride is on the February 25th, you know, you're going to feel that as well. And um, I'm so proud to be a part of this. And I'm so proud that the, the dolphins have put their all into this. I mean, this is the largest, you know, sports charity out there and they it's not something they do lightly. You just touched upon it, but when you say that uh, that whole idea of pain into purpose and I've seen it, right? I followed Jason on Instagram and there, first of all, the fact that you guys were at every event, it was just <laughs> mind blowing, but it was always, it wasn't just him. It was always you and oftentimes the kids right by his side. How much has philanthropy and community and service just been woven into the fabric of who your family is? I think that's pretty much the foundation of our family. You know, we are a service-led family. We believe in serving others. We talk to our kids and, you know, our kids are young, um, but they're growing up and they understand. And, you know, success is not measured by how much is in your bank account. It's not measured by how big your house is, how many cars you have. That's not what we've taught our kids. Right? We think success is how many people you touch, how much you give back to others, because that's the impact you want to leave. Because you don't know how a small act will actually trickle down and trickle out into something bigger. And I think that's sort of what the DCC is, is a small impact at the beginning has sort of expanded and trickled out. And it's a larger pond that we're growing and it just keeps growing every year. And I think that's for our kids. They know that. There was never a question of what we were doing. They knew that we were going to some kind of community event and meeting other people and meeting people where they're at and understanding not everyone's life is the same as theirs, mm. but there's commonalities that they can find a common ground. And that was 
something that Jason really truly believed in, not just with obviously the BCC, but with Football Unites. That was his whole tenet of that program is that there is a uniting theme and thread that all of us can get behind and that was sports, but it's also the humanity of that, that we're all the same. And I'm beyond proud of the legacy left there with the people that he has touched directly and indirectly, um, people I've met and people I've never met who've reached out to me. And he, he made an impact. And that, I think, is that's what you want when you leave this earth. You want to know that your life had a purpose and it impacted other people. And that's what I know that he did. And I'm beyond proud of that. Yeah, there you should be. And there's no question. And um, I, I also have to imagine that when you told the kids, hey, mom's going to be the board chair of the DCC now, that they probably weren't surprised in the least. And because they're, I have to imagine they're proud as well. No, they weren't. Um, and ironically, when I accepted it, I didn't quite look at the schedule that weekend of what we had as activities. <laughs> we never do, do we? <laughs> I said yes, but I had this inconvenient, like, I have other things I need to do that day. And I do. My daughter is starting her first dance competition that weekend. My other daughter is doing a play. So I just like laugh. I'm like, you know, it's the balance of life, but they understand that this is important and what they are doing is important, but like there is balance in your life and um, they understand why I'm doing it and they see me train and they've seen me go to meetings and I think they are proud. I, I mean, they're young still, so I don't think they understand the scope of things a lot, sure. but one day I think they will and they'll look back and they'll be like, okay, I understand this now. As Elizabeth continues to model servant leadership for her children, she is also driven to not only follow in Jason's footsteps with the DCC, but to help set new records and participation in fundraising that would make her husband proud. This competitive spirit is also coupled with a desire to gain a deeper understanding of how her efforts and the groundbreaking work of Sylvester Comprehensive Cancer Center will have an effect on individuals and families battling cancer on a daily basis. Well, we've actually broken one, which I'm super proud of. We now have 5,000 participants wow. for this year's DCC, which is phenomenal. You know, when I joined, I was like, okay, these are really big numbers. I'm very <laughs> analytical. So I was yeah. having... It's a little intimidating, uh, I would have to it imagine. It is. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, well, if I'm doing this, I need to know what he did and I want to beat him because he would expect that from me. Right. And so, um, you know, I would obviously... I'm so happy about the number of participants, but it's those participants giving more. And, you know, I would love to break $10 million if that is a crazy number, but that's, you know, that's the goal that I have in my head, but I know we'll, we'll get there. And, you know, it's amazing to watch people realize the impact and, you know, chatting with people who may not know the true understanding of the behind the scenes of everything, um, mm -hmm. you know, just telling them about it and, you know, even I did a tour of Sylvester because I talked to Dr. Neimer, who is a fabulous man who runs Sylvester. And, you know, I was like, I want to meet your doctors. I want to meet your nurse. I want to meet the patients. Like, I want to see where this is going. And he gave me a phenomenal tour and you saw it. You saw what the money was going towards. You saw the life giving, um, not just to the people who are sick, but to their families, it, you know, cancer is not just the one person who's ill. It trickles out to everybody they touch and it impacts everyone's life. And um, another area that I was very proud that they did is they also really have an impact on survivorship. They don't just try to do research to help cure cancers, which it doesn't just stay in Florida. And that's what I would love people to understand. This money, yes, goes to Sylvester and stays here locally. 
but the research that they do and the 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 life-saving you know drugs and treatments they then spread out to all the other hospitals around the country and the world and it could save somebody's life somewhere else and and impact their story long term and their generations of stories and that's where i was like you know this is amazing but they also care for the person after because it's it's hard and your life is turned upside down for right. a year or two and you're trying to get your health back and they take care of them and they put them through therapies and nutrition and physical therapies and emotional mental therapies because it's hard and to see and they don't just do that for a year after their treatment they do it forever you are always a part of their family to continue survivorship and that is impactful i'm honored that, that that's what they do impactful to say the least so I wonder how much of, because uh, I didn't even know a lot of that there, and I didn't even think, and it makes sense when you say it, but I didn't even think about the fact that, it's like, yes, those dollars are raised here and they're utilized here, but that if you have groundbreaking research, there's going to be studies and sharing, and, and, and that impact is uh, so much further reaching. How much of that did you know because of your closeness to this event over the year, and how much have you now been in this position as board chair where you're you're learning things about the DCC and the impact of those dollars that you didn't even realize were taking place. Absolutely, I think I've I've learned leaps and bounds. I, I think that tour alone opened my eyes to so much that they do. Um, you know, the community aspect is really important, and they have a um, they actually have a, a vehicle that they bring around to you know, underserved communities that may not have an opportunity to get into a doctor or might be afraid to be honest. Um, you know, nobody wants to go into a doctor and get that bad report. Right. And so they go to them, which I was like, that is amazing that you're going to the people and meeting them where they are and giving them information and communicating and doing the test right in these vehicles, these large Winnebago's and they go in and they do the test and they get their results and then they help them through the process right there. That kind of thought process and just ingenuity that they realize that people are scared to go to the doctor. You don't, I, I don't think anybody wants to go to the doctor and know that they're going to be sick. And that fear may stop them to have a full life. So going to these communities and explaining and being a source of information for them, I was like, that is an amazing thought process. And I love that they're using and flipping the medical system sort of on its head a little bit, instead of having the people come to you, you go to them and try to help them through their process. But I have learned a lot. I have learned um, leaps and bounds that I, you know, I did not know prior. And uh, I'm happy, that's why I think I'm passionate about telling people what they do, because, you know, these people are compassionate. They, they really truly care about their patients as humans. And I mean, I think that's even in their mission statement is that they want to care for the human soul there. And to see that is what you want from your doctor, your hospital, and um, they truly stand behind that. Her thirst for learning and passion for understanding the DCC's reach on a very personal level has positioned Elizabeth to be the ideal board chair for the 13th year of the event. But she's not alone. And I would say the entire board is like that. You know, they're business people in our community, but they all have a why. And that was what was very interesting because I actually asked them, I was like, please share me your why. Because I want to understand why you're a part of this. I want to understand what drove you to be a part. And everyone has a story and you may not know their story 
because some people are more upfront with it and some are not. And to find out how Sylvester impacted them or cancer has impacted their lives and that they've decided that they are going to put their time and effort, you know, that is not paid, obviously, to raising money for this. It says a lot about the, the human spirit of what our board um, has, and I'm honored to be a part of them. Um, they are my teammates, and they have uh, rallied behind me. Um, I was very honest with them. I was like, I've never run a board before, so I need some guidance. But they've come to me with open arms, and I, I appreciate everything they've done for me. I'm sure they appreciate you, too. And, you know, you talked about the competitiveness, those numbers. So... 5,000 people registered is insane. A goal of $10 million. This is just a massive and impressive undertaking here. And of those 5,000 people, they must represent all walks of life. Like you said, cancer impacts. Cancer does not discriminate. It you know, does It not. doesn't care who you are, where you're from, how much money you make, whatever it might be. Cancer does not discriminate. But included in all walks of life are very dedicated members of the Miami Dolphins organization. So you've got players, you've got coaches, you've got alumni, you've got cheerleaders. Heck, Jalen Phillips, who's one of the Dolphins' rising stars, is one of your board members yes, that you just is. talked about there so glowingly. So as someone who has worked and lived around professional sports for quite some time, what does that say to you about the culture of this Miami Dolphins organization? It's not lip service. This is truly, they. I, I'm going to laugh, but my, my husband would always say that they were stewards of the community. And that was uh, one of his words he would always use, like, we are just stewards of this community and that's what we need to do. And I think that's the fabric of what this organization is. Obviously, we've been a part of the Dolphins for a very, very long time. They are my family. They will, have, will be part of my family. My kids don't know anything else. They were like, we are always Dolphins, 100. But like, the thought process of not being a Dolphin would never cross their mind. But they believe in this community and they are part of this community. And um, it's from top to bottom. It's from ownership. It's from, you know, our executive staff, our alumni, you know, our, our current players, our coach. Coach McDaniel and his wife are a part of it. Um, you know, Katie came out to me and was like, how can I be a part of this? And I was like, I would love for you to be a part of this. Obviously, when she was a part of it last year and they had barely been here two weeks. <laughs> so, you Amazing. know, they, they want, they know that this is the fabric of how this organization is built and um, to see them actually, you could say that, but you don't back it up with, you know, actions. They, I, the Dolphins have backed it up with actions every single day and they will continue so. Um, and they will continue increasing the Dolphins Cancer Challenge every year. You know, they have very, very large goals. They're not going to stop there. Um, you know, we had, they made a $75 million commitment to Sylvester in 2020. Say that number again. Hold on. 70, Don't just run past that. <laughs> $75 million. That is a lot wow. of money. You know, wow. and right now, uh, to date, I think we've raised 53. That's a lot that's of money. I mean, it's hard to wrap your head around $53 million. But that's, yeah. that's so much, you know, that's life-saving. People who may not know they are going to have cancer in five years, their lives are going to be entirely different than it is today based on what we are doing today. And I think that's where I always talk to people. If they may not understand, I was like, it doesn't impact you right now. And that's wonderful. And I hope it never does. But if it does, five, 10, 15 years down the line, whether to you or to a family member or God forbid your child, what we're doing here will save your life. 
will make an impact on your treatment, will make an impact on how long or how, what treatments you do, your survivorship rate, and how you will survive and live on past that. And, um, you know, I've met some fantastic organizations. I, I know that you, Seth, and I, you, you and I talked about one organization, you know, Sebastian Strong, you know, I had never met his family. You know, unfortunately, they they lost their son to pediatric cancer. And, you know, that's a, a no, no parent can wrap their head around losing their child. And Rose and Oliver are amazing humans who could have just, you know, take their loss and walked away and just sort of kept it to their family and, you know, gone through the grieving process and always have that loss to them. But instead they sort of channeled that. And I think, you know, turning pain into purpose, not that that is the tenant of what the DCC is, but that's sort of where I've always that's where I'm leaning from and that's where I know that they lean from and they they really have flipped it on its head and they've raised a ton of money specifically for pediatric cancer um, they've done an endowment with Sylvester and through the DCC so they are partners that we are raising money that it was going to go specifically down to um, just pediatric cancer research these children should have an opportunity to live and there should be more put to that because you know, they have a whole lifetime and you never know what their impact is going to be. Obviously, you know, Sebastian should have had an impact longer than his short life was, but his impact that his parents have decided to take of his legacy has is going to make differences in other children's lives. And that's those are the stories that I'm like, OK, I know why we're doing this. As you've heard throughout this episode, a common motivator for Elizabeth is legacy. The legacy of her husband, Jason, of the Dolphins Challenge Cancer, the legacy of cancer survivors, and even that of those who were lost to the disease. But what about her? What is the legacy Elizabeth wants to leave on this larger-than-life initiative? Um, hmm, wow. That's a, I think I just... That's a good question. Um, I thought you were going to ask me. Finally, I got one. Uh, yeah, I was like, I thought you were going to ask me about my. I thought you were going to ask me about my husband. I was like, oh, that's easy. I can answer that. You yeah. know what? I I want to continue, not just his direction, but I want to continue to serve. I think as you grow up in life, and we my we talk a lot about it with my kids that they have a reason they're here, and they may not know what it is at the moment, and sometimes. I, and I can honestly say, I didn't know what my reason was. I thought my reason was to be a mom and to raise wonderful yeah. children and have a good marriage and, you know, really just give back to my community as best I can. And, you know, sometimes tragedies really flip things on their head a little bit. And I think what happened to our family has, you know, it made me really refocus on what was really truly important, truly important to what you want to walk away from. And, you know, I tell my kids all the time, like, your dad is always here. He's left his mark everywhere. And he will, he will always be watching this. And because of that, I was like, we need to continue what he's doing because he left it now in our care. And now mm -hmm. we're his stewards of what he wanted to continue. And so we need to continue to push that in whatever facet that we think is the right way. And so I think that is sort of where I would like to leave my legacy of, at least with the DCC, is I want to be compassionate. I want to know people. I like to know people's stories because it gives you a little bit of insight on their intentions, on the fabric of who and how they were raised. 
um, and how they got where they are and their thought processes. And, you know, those are the stories that I love and I want people to feel comfortable with me to be able to tell me that because I'm sort of an empath that way. I, I love taking those things on because I, I learn from them. I learn from the way they think. I learn from the way that people push through challenges and then I can apply them for myself or, or communicate that to my, my family and how they can also push through challenges. Um, you know, life's not always easy. And, you know, some people get handed a, you know, a deck of cards that are harder than others. And to be able to give back to people and lift them up in those times, you know, that's really what I would love to continue doing. It's safe to say that lifting others up is in the entire Jenkins family's DNA. And clearly, it's Elizabeth's turn to carry the torch, which begins with the Dolphins Challenge Cancer 13. If you're interested in supporting the DCC, you can still make donations by visiting dolphinschallengecancer.com and also learn about how you can participate in the ride next year. Thanks again for joining us on the Community Hall of Fame podcast. We hope you will subscribe and rate the show and be sure to share this episode with someone you feel is ready to make a difference in their community too.